Welcome to episode 25 of the Infused Joy podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, writer, coach, speaker, and creator of Journey Books. In today's episode, we are discussing what to do when you don't know what to do. I get asked about this a lot, and I thought for sure I'd already created an episode about this, but I went looking and there wasn't anything. So here we are. Often people ask me, in a way that assumes that I've never felt that particular struggle. Like I was born with full awareness that I would one day be a business coach with a day planner company and a podcast. However, I have absolutely had my share of existential crises. In fact, I have them semi-regularly. I've just nailed down how I deal with them. Now, there was a season that was particularly difficult for me. I can remember sitting in my college counselor's office and just weeping because I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. It was time to choose a major, and I had nothing. I felt passionless and uninteresting. We spent weeks and weeks, which I'm sure was really fun for her, of me just sitting and crying because I had no idea who I was or what I wanted, and it seemed like everyone else had figured it out already. At one point, she mentioned that maybe I'd be great at drama because I was very expressive. (laughs) I'm wondering now if that wasn't alluding to my dramatics in the office more than anything. But do you know how I figured out that drama and acting wasn't for me? I tried it. I joined in on several productions and I hated it. There were parts that were fun, like the acting part. But there was a lot that wasn't. The auditioning process was disheartening for me, and the fact that you have to be at rehearsals all of the time. That didn't fit my personality that needed to be free and flexible. What I found was that the art of acting and the good parts weren't enjoyable enough for me to withstand the hard parts. I, but I had to try it. I tried a lot of other things too. I tried painting, which I liked but didn't love. I kept a notebook of the coffee shop that I would one day open. I considered mission work, but nothing quite fit right. I finally decided my major on the first day of my very first photography class. I took one class and I knew that I was going to love it. Yes, there were pieces of being a photographer that I didn't love, but ultimately what it offered me far outweighed the negative. I'd been the photographer for my school yearbook in high school, and I loved to take photos in my free time. In that class, I just knew that that was my next step. I jumped in fast and hard, and I loved every minute of it. Now, I planned to be a world-renowned photojournalist, and that is until I worked in a newspaper. Through working at the newspaper, I learned that I actually don't really enjoy being a fly on the wall. I started shooting weddings because it combined my skills as a photojournalist with people that I got to connect to and be able to pose people how I wanted them. Posing turned out to be one of my greatest skills as a photographer, and I took that further going into boudoir photography, which is primarily posing in a relationship, and I loved it. But more and more, I found myself losing interest in the photography side of boudoir and more and more interested in just talking with the women, hearing their story, and writing blog posts that inspired them to go after what they want and who they want to be. Now, I waited to reinvigorate myself until it was too late. This is the point in the story that I could go on a whole tangent about how to prevent burnout, but we've been there before, so we'll stay on track. My story continues from boudoir to managing a coffee shop, to taking a marketing position, to starting a marketing company, to business coaching, to journey books, and it won't stop here. 
I'm telling you my history for a very specific reason. I did not get where I am by waiting until I had the answer to come to me. I didn't create this beautiful career by hoping that some test online would give me the answers I needed to know who I am and what I want. I got here because I tried things. Anytime something seemed interesting to me, I tried it. Sometimes I I enjoyed it enough to monetize it, and other times I tried it long enough to realize it wasn't for me. And sometimes I did both, but I always tried. Honestly, finding a passion is a lot like dating. You need to get to know someone first before committing to them. If you find them intriguing and never get to know them, then you never see their flaws. They can live in your mind as this perfect being who is everything you'd ever hoped for and you just missed it. I've always said the quickest way to move on from a crush is to actually just date the person. Because once you do, you start to see all of their human parts. And it's incredibly rare that their humanity will match up with your humanity in a way that works. I'm someone who really appreciates people. So I think everyone is beautiful and I'm fascinated with everybody. So in my younger years, it made it so easy for me to get crushes on people. And it was like way too easy. So I started playing this game. I would run our relationship to its course and figure out why we would end up breaking up in the anyway. And that allowed me to move forward crushless and pleased and able to focus on my life. I tell you this to say that everything has its flaws. Every job has its obstacles. Every relationship has its potential for heartache. And sometimes you can think your way to the end result. Do your research. You can ask people who've held that job before what the hardest parts are. Then you can assess if it really seems worth it. If it seems worth it, try it out for a minute for free. See how it feels. Then charge someone once and see how that feels. Just one step at a time. Now, for those of you who are sitting there like, Okay, this is all well and good, but what if I'm not even sure what things I find interesting? To you, I say, start thinking about your life. What are the things that you do for free on a regular basis? What is it that you bring to every job that you've ever held? Even more powerful of a question, who is it that you're jealous of? Whose life do you envy the most? What is it that about their life that looks appealing to you? Once you find something of interest, just give it a try. Then try something else and something else and see what sticks. What won't work will be getting really in your head about it. It's not going to get you closer to clarity. Thinking and thinking and not doing anything is going to just leave you stuck. So once you begin trying, start learning. Dive deep into educating yourself on what would help you to get better at that thing. There is so much information online. You can learn to do everything anything. You just have to start somewhere. So when you're thinking about discovering a passion and seeing if it is the right passion for you, this is kind of what the trajectory could look like. I'm going to use the example of someone doing watercolor painting. So say you realize that you are jealous of this girl who you see doing watercolor painting as a business or realizing that you have always loved to create the signage and do the art for any of the jobs that you've held. Decide to try watercolors. So get a small watercolor set and play around. Look up YouTube videos of other people teaching you how to do watercolor and practice. Assess whether or not you want to keep going. And if you do, and you feel like you have something worth monetizing, sell one or two and see how that feels. Does it change your interest? Does it add tasks to the plate that you really don't think are worth it? Uh, Then reassess. 
If that feels good and you want to move forward, create a website and then reassess. If that feels good and you want to move forward, then go through the steps of turning it into a business and really making it part of your life. We really don't have to make it so complicated. You don't need to know your endpoint to start. Just start and see how it feels and determine if you want to continue from there. The time for strategy is not in the beginning. You don't need to start out perfect. The time for strategy comes later in the commitment phase of your relationship to your passion. When you know what you're focusing on, you take one step at a time right now. Your only step right now is to play. So have fun. I loved talking passions with you today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And as a reminder, leaving a rating and review on iTunes will help this podcast to reach more amazing listeners just like you. And if you have a friend who you think could benefit from this episode, who is looking for their passion, send it their way. And in the meantime, I will see you next week.